0: You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Matthew 10, chapter 5. This is after the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus has come down and he starts equipping his disciples to do the work. John Edwards kicked us off last week with his kind of they're at the I guess base of the mountain, and he's going, All right, you've heard my teaching. You've seen my healings. It's kind, of, it's kind of your turn now to have a go at this. And so let me read. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons freely you have received, freely you give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts, no bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for, many, uh, for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on that day of judgment than for that town. Jesus giving the disciples a crack at this. Interesting, hasn't died yet, hasn't rose from the, the, from the grave yet, hasn't necessarily given the Holy Spirit yet, sends them out with his authority to have a go, to be on mission. Were they experts at this point? No, no. Did they have all the answers? No. Did they have a theology degree? No. At this point, they were pretty just, all right, Jesus, we've seen a bit, we'll have a go. However, they were doing their apprenticeship with Jesus and therefore having a go. Would they make mistakes? Almost certainly. The Bible is full. The New Testament account of Jesus and his disciples is full of them making mistakes. Really, really obvious ones, really, really bad ones. But they're just learning, they're practicing. Almost certainly. I think of um, Josh, who's um, doing some labouring for Wayne at the moment. And at some point, Wayne's going to say to Josh, go cut that bit of timber. And he's going to go, and and, um, Wayne's going to go, be careful, measure twice, cut once. Josh will go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guaranteed it's going to happen, Josh. You'll go cut it, and then you realise you've done it wrong. And so it's already happened, there we go, it's already happened. And so you'll make mistakes as you're learning and you'll either do what I did in my apprenticeship, which I'm not proud of, and try to hide your mistake. So somewhere there is a um, about 40 metres of data cable sitting in a roof because I didn't measure twice. And so um, not my honest, most honest hour or you'll do the right thing, which I know you're a better man, Josh, and you'll go and tell Wayne and say, do you have another piece of timber Um, because this time I've learned. So you learn, right? It's part of the apprenticeship. It's part of the discipleship of Jesus. We, as Jesus' discipleship, and you're going to notice, I'm going to start using the word apprenticeship. I think it's more Aussie, and I think it speaks more clearly to what the word disciple means in the text. We're going to make mistakes. It's about practicing. And so before we get into it, I'd like to start where we finished last week, John Edwards left us with this. To see, to care, to pray, to receive, and to go. These were the main points of John. If you weren't here, it's on the podcast, go have a listen. As Jesus, before he sends them out, he gives them some advice. And I think it's kind of like Wayne saying to Josh, measure twice. Before you go out on mission, before you represent me ask god to let me, you see people like i see people be ready to care have compassion be praying receive your orders or receive where you're going to go or receive the holy spirit and then to go measure twice cut once so jesus gives them this advice says consider me first Then he gets practical. Again, if you weren't here last week, one of our elders, John Edwards, um, who's unwell this morning, unfortunately, um, set us up really nicely with this mindset to see, to care, to pray, to receive, and then to go. And then Jesus talks about going in this passage. It's his posture. So let's look at what Jesus gives his disciples as advice 2,000 years ago. Now, it's not a... Instruction manual perfectly. This is 2,000 years ago, so we're not Jews <laughs> living in 2,000 years ago. So it's not exactly the same, but what we can do when we look at the scripture is see the basic principles of what God wants for us when we go on mission. So it says in 10:5, these 12 Jesus sent out, he sends them out into the community. Does anybody know what the word mission means? Not rhetorical. To go? To go? Anyone else want to have a crack at what the word mission means? That doesn't mean you're wrong. Jesus' messenger. To pray. To be sent. Spread the word. All not wrong. Um, probably, and I'm glad the slide, I thought the slide was up there for a second. I was like, you the, "The Probably the most uh, clear way mission is, like definition, is to be sent. So that, yeah, to go. To pray, yes, Michael, and to be sent from God. So mission means to be sent from God. And so this is what it means to be on mission. So sometimes we get into this dangerous idea, and it's okay, but sometimes we get into this idea that, Unless we're planting churches in the African jungle or living in Thailand and working in an orphanage, which is mission as well and is fantastic, sometimes we can forget that about five minutes after this church service finishes, we are on mission. If we know Jesus, we are sent. It's important, important. It's a different mindset. Yes, you're 100% on mission when you're building an orphanage in Thailand, 100%, but you're also on mission Monday morning when you're talking to your boss about what he's got for you for the day. And um, we believe in overseas mission, that's why 10% of our tithe here goes towards aid and development, so we believe in that as well as mission here locally in our life. Here's the last words Jesus sent us. If you're not sure, if you know Jesus and you're a Christian, here's what he says in Matthew 28. Most of you will know this passage. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. If you didn't know you were sent, if you know Jesus, that was him sending his disciples, his apprentices, consider yourself sent. Now, there you go. You're sent. You're on mission. If you believe in Jesus, if you are a disciple or an apprenticeship with, if you're doing your apprenticeship with him, then without a doubt, the moment you step out this door, even while you're in this door, you are sent. You are a messenger, whether you want to be or not. you're on mission. And so that's my first point. If you're taking notes, mission equals to be sent. You are sent. What's the next question? If we're sent, what's your next natural question? I heard... No, maybe I didn't. What's the next natural question? If we're sent, what's the next question you might ask? Where? That's it, where? Oh, okay, I'm sent, but where am I sent? Great question. I'm glad you didn't give me some really deep, curly one. I want to be like, no, no, that's not, you're not right. No, but where? Where am I sent to? Let's read on. In 10.5, he says, These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or either any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go... Proclaim this message the kingdom of heaven has come near. Interesting to note, Jesus says, Don't go near the Gentiles, or the Samaritans, actually. Actually, gives them restrictions. Because in this season, Jesus knows where they're at, He knows their experience. He knows what they're ready for and so he says go to your people start locally just start in the surrounding areas and go and tell them that the kingdom is coming go where you are as you go is the words he uses some of them by the end of the bible would go to the ends of the earth or at least attempt to some of them would stay locally and set up churches and some of them would go somewhere in between but right now mission starts where they are and so where is your mission field is the question ask us this morning if you're sent where is your mission field and i guess the answer is well, where are you monday and so i'm asking i'm asking lots of questions this morning where are you monday where are you monday jace And what do you do for work? Card tricks. Card tricks, professional magician. Um literally, that's what he does. Um and so where's your mission field? It's a bit of everywhere really. Yeah. Always out and about with different values, given events, so different Oh yeah, it's everywhere everywhere I got your events. Yeah. Where are you Monday, Kirsten? Yeah. Where are you starting placement in what ward? What um? Yep. So where's your mission field? I know. I know this sounds obvious, but how often do we? I, I mean, I'm guilty. Of this. How often do we not wake up Monday morning and say, "I mean, I've been. I got the chance to go to Beijing in China on a mission trip, and I woke up every morning there knowing I was on mission because <laughs> I'm in another country. I'm finding it hard to breathe because it's polluted, and Everyone doesn't speak the same my language, and so I knew I was on mission. How often do we get up Monday morning and say, I'm sent to wherever I'm sent this morning, whatever that looks like? Yeah, thank you, Josh. Thank you. So, where (laughs) is your mission field? It's where you are Monday morning. Now, it might one day be an orphanage in Thailand. Not picking on Thailand or orphanages, by the way. That's fantastic. Some of you ought to help that we send people from this community to go plant churches. that was, I would love to see that. Absolutely. We're going to be doing different things. But for now, where are you Monday? What is the time, place and season God has placed you in? Third point. Taking those, write this down. Consider through this challenge. Third one I'm not going to spend too much time on, but it's, The advice that Jesus gives them as he sends them out and it's pack light. Number nine, uh, verse nine, do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff for the worker is worth his keep. Won't spend too long on this because Samael did an entire sermon and day and conversation on living a simplified life. So if you want more on that, have a listen, but I was challenged by something Samau did or said. He said, honestly, it was a generalization, but I was challenged by it. If you have a really nice house with really expensive stuff, how much harder is it to open the doors to the homeless or anyone? You may disagree, that's okay, you're allowed to disagree, like that's not true, but I was challenged by that. Okay, well, good, good. Give it a credit then. It was Kirsten saying through Samau that challenged me. So, okay, you'll be in trouble. So to help out just note, for those listening on the podcast, it was Kirsten Britta Deleuze's idea, but somehow said it, so she gets the credit. But it's, 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 it's spot on. Oh, had a friend who tells the story of he's got just vacuumed his car and cleaned it up, and he drives down. This is a fellow pastor, and he drives down to a job site and there's a young man and um, he's picking up something from this guy and he's told the guy already he's a minister and the guy this young guy comes up the door and goes can I help you sir and he can see the hill they're going to drive up to go get this I think it's a caravan they're picking up and he looks at the guy's feet and he's got work boots and it's just covered in mud and for a split second he thinks about going oh you're wa- you're right to walk? <laughs> And then he just bites his tongue and goes, I just vacuumed. It says jump on in, mate. It's, Because it's, it's, it, it was clean. It was new. It was a brand new car. It made it harder. So super challenging. Pack light. Don't let stuff own you. Don't let it get in the way of you doing mission. Light can be your career. Maybe you're scared to share because it might not mean you get a promotion or a certain job or something you're going to get. Pack light hold on to things loosely when it comes to the mission field if you ever do get the chance to go on an overseas mission it is a great chance to see how people live like this i visited like i said i visited a couple the campbells a family in beijing and they live in an apartment they were doing mission there and they live in an apartment that is just you wouldn't dream of living with three kids in this apartment on the gold coast but I think it was a one-bedroom. Um, and I was blown away. It changed my life forever, seeing how they had packed light for the sake of the mission. Also to note, one of the most happiest and content families I've ever met because they knew what they were about. I'll keep going because that one is a great chance to go back and have a listen to some sermon on Simplified Life, which Kirsten helped with as well. <laughs> All right. People of Peace. Jesus says this, As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. I think this one could be one of the most important ones for us today in the mission in our lives. You see, you come across people in your life and some are searching for it. I have a belief that eternity is in the hearts of all men and women. I actually believe deep, 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 deep down they have a knowledge that we were built to live eternally, that we were built to live with a higher purpose. Some react to that and are broken by that and can be nasty and horrible. And some... Are receptive. I camp at Pottsville every year and I I went this year I stayed an extra me and the family stayed an extra week. We're down there camping and I'm doing the dishes as a could of communal barbecue area and a community dishes area, doing the dishes late one night, and this guy comes past and he starts doing the dishes at the sink at the other end. And he's talking to me and he goes, What do you do? and I wait for it. I said, Oh, I'm a minister at a local church in Burley wait for that silence where they, I know they're either going to never ever say anything else to me for the rest of the night or they're going to ask some questions. And I swear I heard him swear under his breath and then he sort of went, oh okay, cool. And he walked off with his dishes done. Next minute he comes back with a mug to wash. He's gone home, he's gone and it's messed with him he was reset so he's come back with a mug to wash and then he asked me just then it comes do you really believe that stuff i think i'm a good person and seriously all the questions that are in the book on what new christians apparently ask you fired out at me then he couldn't i don't know if it was my age or that we were out camp, i don't know something just didn't relate and he just needed to ask he was searching he was a person of peace I had two options then. I could have done my dishes, gone, oh, I'm not here. I'm not running the church this week, (laughs) gone home. Or I could have stayed and continued to pretend that my dishes needed extra cleaning to let him ask those questions. You come across both in your life. Jesus is saying here, respond to the ones that are searching. Respond to the ones that seem to have questions, that are receptive. The best example in the Bible of this, I think, Well, one of the best examples in the Word of God is when Jesus is dying, actually. He's up there on the cross. And on one side of him is a thief. And on the other side of him is a thief. Two bad dudes. Both start off the night or the afternoon by cursing him, making fun of him. At one point, one of them, now they're suffocating. That's how you die of crucifixion, you suffocate. So it's amazing, there's a lot of talking going on for three guys that are struggling to breathe. One of them, in that moment, looks at Jesus and something connects with him and he recognises that even in death, this guy is something special. He's receptive. And Jesus tells him that that night he'll be with him in paradise. He's a person of peace. The other guy uses the last few breaths he has to make fun of him. I reckon in our Monday morning mission field, we experience both. That would waste the last few breaths in their life to make fun of your faith. Or there are some that you come across that are receptive. Find those people. Find people of peace. The other one, shake it off. And keep going. You will be disheartened. You will meet people that seem like they're open to it and they're only trying to just make fun of you or they're only trying to investigate or they leave. It's, it's going to happen. Shake it off, as Taylor Swift says, and move on to the next person that might be a person of peace. Look for them and build relationship with them. Last point this morning and this is this is the most important factor in living on mission is what are we bringing to the world what are we actually carrying monday morning into our work office into our job site into our corporate gig as a magician what are we actually bringing to the world he says this the kingdom of heaven has come near heal the sick raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely have received, freely give. The kingdom of God hadn't broken through at this stage. So these guys were doing all the wow acts to go, something is happening here. Jesus did it all and finished the work on the cross and made it not just that the kingdom is near, the kingdom could now break through both eternally and today. This is the difference to waking up tomorrow and seeing yourself on mission or hoping you can avoid the conversation. Do you know that the good news is good? Do you know that there's a reason, if you go look at a bookstore these days, that the top ten There's at least one or two, or maybe more, books on what on earth is happening, or how to get a better life. Help, self-help is huge. Our world is just has no idea what is going on. America at the moment, whether you like Trump or not, it's not have no idea what they're doing, and it shows they're just confused. They've realised it's like the world has said we want to be good. And so they're trying to policy everything. They're trying to policy itself into a perfect kingdom without the king. If we make enough laws, if we if we make this incorrect, you're not allowed to speak like this. If you're only allowed to be encouraging, if you're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to even define gender. You're not allowed to even define this anymore. I just read uh, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn. I think his name is. So if you don't know the franchise Marvel. If you don't know Gutting's Galaxy, massive money maker for Disney, he just got sacked from the third film because of some tweets he tweeted 10 years ago. Super offensive tweets, not condoning it. But if I think about who I was 10 years ago, <laughs> yeah, I apologize already. Seriously, like 10 years ago, and you think about what you could say in public 10 years ago versus now. There's this thickness that it's like we're trying to correct, we're trying to make, and it's good, we're trying to make the world good, but we're, at the same time it just feels like you can't even speak anymore, can't even talk about things anymore. There's this hopelessness that even in our own works we can't build the kingdom. There's a loneliness, there's a dissatisfaction, not just for Christians across the planet, I say this because if you know Jesus, you have hope. You have the King. You're set free. You don't walk or have to stand in the standard the world is saying you have to stand in. Careful, if you think you're only selling a ticket to eternity, if you think that's all the message is, then it's not going to be enough Monday morning. Because you haven't been there yet. It's part of the message. If you think you're just selling Burley Heads Church of Christ and getting them to church, that won't be enough. It's a great community. We love them. That won't be enough Monday morning. If you can understand that in Jesus it is finished, there is hope, there is freedom. For the girl or guy that has lunch with you, there is hope, there is freedom not just for eternally, although that's a big part of it, as we remembered Friday where Rob is, but a hope today for them and their life, a hope in a hopeless world. I've put here, then you can cook with gas. Now you're cooking, but you don't like that line, but (laughs) that's what I must have thought, that was a good line to put in there, but you can. Now you're cooking. Now you're on mission. If you realise the good news is good. Do you know what you're carrying? Do you know what the message is? Do you know that the good news is good news? This is why we do communion every week here, in case we forget, because we're human. We're going to do that now. We're going to spend a moment with a bit of a cup of juice and a bit of bread, and we're just going to remember that we're free. Like Moses going into the Israelites and saying, you're free. You're no longer defined by the Egyptians. You're no longer defined as slaves. You're no longer defined as people that don't have a home anymore in in God at that time, in Yahweh. You have a home, you're free, and he has a purpose. Western civilization, you're not defined by the next policy they bring out. You're not defined by the mistakes you've made. You can't work yourself into the perfect world. You're defined by Jesus. You're free. You have hope and you have a home in him. He made that possible when he died for us on the cross. So we're going to spend a moment. What's the time? Ben, I'm going to get you to come up and play your final song, Why We Do Partake in Communion. And I'm going to ask Abe and Josh, if that's okay, to come out and just stand up here with the communion. And we're just going to spend a moment remembering that good news. So Monday morning when we wake up, we can be on mission. We can be sent with some incredible news. Let's pray. Father, maybe we remember that we are messengers, that we are sent. Whether we work, volunteer in an op shop, Whether we're the boss of our work. Whether we're a stay-at-home mum and a full-time mother going to playgroups and different connection points. Whether we don't have a job but we connect with others. Whether we connect with people through the surf, through sport, through hobbies. Let us see them as broken, hopeless people in need of you, Lord. And may we respond and be light enough and have enough time and space to let them know that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Give us the words, give us the passion and remind us now as we remember what you did to bring us home. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Come on down and then once we've had communion, I'm going to ask the band to sing our final song. So After we've spent some time.